We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Bring my friend, I said you called Dr. Robert. Day or night, he'll be there anytime at all, Dr. Robert. Dr. Robert, you're a new and better man. He helps you to understand. If you're down, he'll pick you up, Dr. Robert. Take a drink from his special cup, Dr. Robert. Dr. Robert. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free worldwide number is 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Dr. David L. Roberts. And we're going to be talking about how ordinary American kids are being treated like terrorists. Now, when the U.S. Patriot, uh, Patriot Act was signed into law a few years ago, the initial point of the bill was to enhance the power of, and authority of law enforcement and protect them with a veil of secrecy. But our guest this hour, Dr. David Roberts, says abuse of this power and authority has law enforcement officers treating some kids like suspected domestic terrorists. Dr. Roberts is going to explain to us, Exonation, how troubled kids, especially those at the poverty level, are treated by power-hungry officials who can interrogate or search them for no reason and why this issue is actually fueling youth violence. Joining me now is Dr. Robert. And Dr. David Robert, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, sir. It's good, it's good to be here. Tell me, uh, that's one heck of a statement, how ordinary American kids are being treated like terrorists because of the U.S. Patriot Act. 
Well, it's a very true statement to make, though, and it sounds like you covered a lot of my talking points. Um, the, the easiest thing to do is for people to go online and simply in any search engine mm -hmm. type in the, the words U.S. Patriot Act and domestic terrorism. Um, it's all over the Internet, and everything that I'm stating is absolutely provable. I've had it uh, confirmed by a number of law enforcement officials who have actually been amazed at what I know in terms of the uh, abuses of power and authority, especially towards juveniles, uh, when it comes to being treated as domestic terrorists. Exonation, uh, Dr. Roberts is the author of At the Mercy of Externals, Righting Wrongs and Protecting Kids, and Psych, uh, Psyche Soulology, an inspirational approach to appreciating and understanding troubled kids. Uh, doctor, in these hard economic times and these very troubled times in not only the history of the United States but other nations, including Canada, why are the kids being targeted more today than any other time in history? I think primarily, believe it or not, it's because of job security. Um, that to me is the single most alarming factor that I've come across with all of this. I'm a resident of Mobile, Alabama, and that's as deep in the south as you can get. I lived in California for 15 and a half years and trained in East LA and Upper South Central Los Angeles uh, working on the gang prevention task force and also working in the desert in Riverside County for nine years, still in California, uh, working with juvenile offenders and gang populations out there. Um, in the years since I've been working with high-risk kids since 1992 through to the present, I've noticed a lot of changes relative to, to law enforcement and the tactics that are used. Um, it seems like more and more the, since 9-11, since the Patriot Act was implemented, that a lot of funding is provided to uh, law enforcement agencies through the Department of Justice. Doctor, please and, stand by. You and I have to take our, our uh, commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exonation, okay. Dr. David L. Roberts, Ph.D., is our special guest. Here's the, a couple of websites, www.prokidsinc.org and www.davidlrobertsphd.org. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute break. Don't go away. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Are you considering calling a psychic to read your situation? Then consider David Champion, a psychic medium for more than 20 years with thousands of readings under his belt. David Champion will make you feel comfortable. He has proven to be honest and accurate. He's a straight shooter. There's no guesswork. What he sees is what you get. While he is a medium, most of the calls focus on relationships, not only love, but work, school, neighbors, and more. Need help with finding a job and preparing for the interview? Are you dealing with people who are obstacles in your path? For more information, go to davidchampion.com, $1.50 per minute, paid by credit card, with a minimum of 30 minutes. For your reading with David Champion, call 1-877-702-8598. That's 1-877-702-8598.
Exxon Nation, our special guest this hour is Dr. L. Roberts. He has a PhD. He is a clinical psychologist and author. He is the author of At the Mercy of Externals, Writing Wrongs and Protecting Kids, and Psych Soulology, an inspirational approach to appreciating and understanding troubled kids. And uh, Doctor, before we went to the commercial break, you were you were giving us a bit of a background to my question about uh, about the uh, the youth gangs, and I was wondering if you could uh, continue that, sir. Sure. Um, I'll pick up, try to figure out where I left off. It, um, the point I was making, I believe, was that um, the, in the United States with the uh, U.S. Department of Justice, mm-hmm. there's a lot of funding available for various programs. And over the years, in recent years, especially since, two, since 9-11, I've noticed that, that the departments of probation, especially juvenile probation, have increased drastically in number. And a lot of the funding goes to programs specifically um, established and run solely by law enforcement, uh, which is kind of a little bit of a dangerous thing to me. The only way that you can get in with law enforcement is to think like they do. And unfortunately for people that have a heart and really care about the kids that are being targeted, it's really kind of hard to go along with uh, some of the tactics that they're using nowadays. But, Doctor, if my memory serves me correct, the problem with with youth gangs and, and teen gangs in the United States and Canada certainly didn't start with 9-11. It, it was a big problem prior to that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it certainly didn't start. But I do believe there's an awful lot going on nowadays relative to youth violence. And I believe that some of the intensification of the youth gangs has been promoted and prompted by, by law enforcement. Anytime you have a group of kids, especially kids, mm-hmm that are acting out, then when you add an element of competition to that, whereby law enforcement taunts them into eventually getting into trouble, then that just, that just fuels the fire. And over the, the recent years, you, there's a tremendous um, increase in youth violence. Um, and it suggests to me that because, the, because law enforcement are going after these kids with all they have and not doing what they're supposed to be doing to try to help them, then the kids are getting more and more out of control. Kids have to be held accountable. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. But at the same time, they need to be helped at, and to learn and to want to change as, uh, by, you know, by being approached in a humane sort of uh, manner. Is it possible that we're expecting too much out of law enforcement officers? Uh, we're expecting them to be social workers as well as police officers? No, actually, that's my point that I try to raise, too. They can't be everything to all kids mm-hmm. uh, any more than I can. I'm a psychologist, and I, I don't work as a teacher as, as relative to education. I don't work as law enforcement. Um, and each one of us in different roles, such as psychology or sociology or whatever, we all have a different part to play. Law enforcement's only job is to enforce the law. Um, it's also important to recognize that, that there needs to be a huge collaborative effort for a number of agencies to be working together to meet the needs of these children um, at the same time that we hold them accountable, but give them a chance to learn from their mistakes. And, and by encouraging them and treating them respectfully, you can actually get the kids uh, to a point where they're willing to consider change if not actually make changes in their lives. Why do kids form gangs anyway? You know, what's, what's the psychology behind it? Is it because they're a, a group of kids with the same motives, the same um, beliefs, the same need for, uh, for uh, compassion, or, or not compassion, but a place to belong? Is this the, psych, is this the psychology behind the gang mentality? 
That's very much the psychology behind it. Um, when you add a number of complicating factors to that mix, that's one of the things that I cover in both of my books. Um, the first book, At the Mercy of Externals, is about the theories that I've developed over the last several years, and psyche, soulology is the, is the application of those theories. But kids are drawn to things like this, especially when they live in low-income areas where uh, there's a lot of violence, there's a lot of criminal activity going on. Not that that happens in all low-income areas, sure. but it's more likely to occur within those areas. And kids are drawn to that, especially if they feel pressured. Uh, if they're not a member of something within a high-crime area, then there's a lot of pressure on them to join a gang simply for protection, if nothing else. They do look up to gangs, especially the older gang members, as sort of father figures in, in instances where the, where the kids don't have fathers active in their lives. And the gangs know that, and it's part of their recruiting uh, tactics that they use to, to lure younger children in. Uh, most younger children, especially like 10, 11, 12 years old, they look up to someone older than them that will spend some time with them. So it's an easy way to draw them in. What rate of increase in gang activity would you say, doctor, based on your experience, that there has been over the last 10 years? Um, I'm not sure that I can give you a number, but I do know having moved from California back to Mobile, Alabama, where I grew up, I grew up here, um, during the civil rights movement and then left California to for California ultimately to become a psychologist. But I noticed that even here in Mobile, we had hurricane Katrina about five years ago. And since Katrina, a lot of the national nationally organized gangs or nationally based gangs, such as blood, crip and folk, have moved into the Mobile area. And prior to Katrina and to the, um, the influx of people from, from the Louisiana area, the, the gangs were mostly just what we refer to as hoods, uh, neighborhoods that kids organized around. Um, but now those, those hoods, those, uh, those neighborhoods have become organized gangs and becoming more nationalized, which is increases their, the, the opportunity to commit crimes and to have more national support. Uh, through a network that, that, that's basically becoming more and more uh, widespread throughout the United States and other parts of even probably, like you, like you indicated, in Canada as well. Do you foresee more violence in schools? And I'm, I'm talking not only about the violence that we saw at Columbine, but bullying in schools. Yeah, that's getting a lot worse. If you look at the news, um, you see a lot of, of use of of different electronic devices, technologically based kinds of devices that, that it's very easy for kids nowadays to to video whatever's going on or to take pictures literally of whatever's going on and post that on, on, on the internet and different websites. And all that does is sort of glorify the violence that's occurring. And it encourages kids more and more to act out like that. There's also the idea of not being a snitch that is promoted through a lot of the, um, the rap music. And rap music is listened to not only by the African-American community, but also by Hispanics and, and white children as well. Yeah. doesn't matter. It's not related specifically to any different cult, specific culture other than the gang culture. Exonation, our very special guest this hour is Dr. David L. Roberts. He has a Ph.D. He's a clinical psychologist and author. His websites, there's two websites that are very interesting, filled with information that you'll find very valuable. www.prokidsinc.org. That's P-R-O-K-I-D-S-I-N-C dot O-R-G. And Dr. David, I'm sorry, David L. Roberts, PhD.org. That's David L. Roberts, PhD.org. Uh, I was having a discussion uh, last week with a good friend of mine who is a member of law enforcement. And, I, you know, we were talking about kids using uh, cell phones in the schools, texting and all this. And, and I don't understand why cell phones and texting are just not banned within the schools. I, you know, you're looking for problems to happen as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's true. And what's, what's kind of ironic about that is that kids know how to get around the rules in, in the Mobile County school system, the cell phones and other kinds of devices are banned, but kids get caught with them all the time. Um, 
kids nowadays is there's there's I, what I'm concerned about is that younger generations, and I'm talking about young adults raising children now. There seems to be a level of what I consider moral bankruptcy, where kids focus, kids and young adults, and a lot of times, like older adults too, in positions of power and authority, have a tendency to to focus more on not getting caught than focusing on simply doing what's right. And so, and with the the phones and the, even the game devices that kids can sit in a classroom and actually communicate and text each other on game devices. People my age, I'm 56, or almost 56, and, and I'm, you know, I'm way behind in terms of keeping up with technology, but so are a lot of school officials. So kids are sneaky enough nowadays that they know how to get around the rules, and these devices don't necessarily make noise. You don't have to have a cell phone ring. You can have it on vibrate. There are a lot of different ways that they can do this, and they can be texting each other underneath the desk without the teacher generally knowing and pretending at the same time to be sitting there taking notes or listening to you know, whatever's being presented in class. So kids are sneaky, and that's part of the problem. All right. So so how do we turn things around, doctor? Because, you know, like God bless the kids. They are not they don't have a choice on on where they're going to be born. They don't have a choice about what social status they're going to be born into. But where can we society best put our resources to help turn things around? One of the approaches that I've learned over the years that has proven to be extremely effective is the simple act of treating children with respect. And that's my focus. My Almost exclusively, my focus is on low-income children. I'm a Medicaid provider primarily. I have other forms of insurance that we accept as forced payment. But, uh, but my main focus is, has been on low-income kids since 1992. And in terms of turning this around, it's a matter of treating these children um, in a manner that, that they feel that we care about them and that we're concerned about them and the choices that they're making. Because to do anything other than that only antagonizes them and entices them to commit further crimes. It's a matter of making sure that we don't say or do anything toward children that we wouldn't do toward another adult. If we could make that our rule, then it would be a lot better. It's also a matter of looking beyond what children are doing and seeing them for who they really are or who they really are meant to become. Nowadays, there are a lot of labels that are used, such as the, the bad child or a problem child or the bad kid. Uh, one of the worst labels I ever heard was a teacher that referred to a child in her classroom as an undesirable Ooh. element. So when you have people using labels, those clearly reflect biases, whether we realize it or not. Doctor, the, stand the by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Dr. David L. Roberts and I will return on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Have a disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, aguidinglight.com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the X-Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.elizabeth.joyce.com. 
new-visions.com. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Sponza, and you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines. And- we all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news! For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. You're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. Dr. David L. Roberts, PhD, is our special guest. He's a clinical psychologist and the author of At the Mercy of Externals, Writing Wrongs and Protecting Kids. I, you know, you and I were talking about uh, schools and, you know, how, how some teachers are just totally disrespectful to, uh, to the kids in their class. And you and I, you, you gave us an example. But you know what, doctor? I, I think that, in, in my opinion, a bit of the blame has to go to the schools themselves because they let it get out of control. Well, get it get out of control in what sense? Well, for one thing, you know, schools laxed the the regulations on dress code. They relaxed the the regulations where you know uh, there was a there was a, a a you know it was Mr. Smith and Mrs. Whatever the teacher's name is. Instead, kids are calling their teachers Dan or Sheila or or by their first name. There's no respect that has been formed in the schools. I think the schools need a rude awakening, and I. Had Admire the one school board that fired all their teachers because the the teachers were you know weren't getting the grades that that the kids should have been getting. And I think if more schools took a hard-fisted approach towards the teachers, the kids would benefit. I agree with you, and I think the schools that you're referring to happened just recently in Rhode Island. Yes. Um, you know, what, the the kind of environment that you're talking about in the schools being relaxed. We don't have that kind of environment here in the Mobile area, nor did we have that in the schools that I was affiliated with in California because they all had dress codes. 
uh, in terms of uniforms and those kinds of things. And that's one of the things that people have done in recent years to try to get rid of some of the gang violence. But what the kids are always one step ahead of everybody, because even if you tell them that they have to wear, you know, khaki pants or a khaki skirt and they have to wear like a red, white or blue kind of, you know, shirt or blouse on top of that, mm-hmm. they find other ways through jewelry. They can actually figure out how to roll up the, the pants leg or their sleeve or a belt that they can wear that will actually help represent or, or, or indicate what game they represent uh, even in the school. So kids are just way ahead of us in terms of even beginning to think about how to, to address some of these things. But the more structure that's added to the schools, that doesn't seem to be the answer. And what I was beginning to talk about in the last segment was the idea of adult roles and responsibilities. And all of these concepts are addressed in both of my books, At the Mercy of Externals and Psyche Psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, I focus a lot on, on professions, not just parents, but people in any kind of professional role, not just teachers even, but law enforcement, say juvenile probation officers or social workers that are working through uh, DHR systems or, ch- or whatever system you know, is handling children that are in foster care or issues of abuse and neglect. Everyone needs to be trained relative to the populations that we're serving. The thing that I, that I did when I went into East L.A. and Upper South Central, I grew up in Mobile, Alabama as a white male. I knew nothing about what the lives of people were like in East L.A. or Upper South Central Los Angeles. I had the knowledge, the book central to psychology that I had studied, but I had never known people living in war zones. And that's what these low-income areas can be, especially in larger cities. So by going into these areas, I made it real clear to the people that I was meeting with that I know nothing about your lives. So please teach me, tell me what your lives are like so that I can know you and I can know what you deal with before I can ever even begin to try to help you. And if people don't have that kind of humility and that kind of willingness, because a lot of people go in with this do-gooder kind of attitude that we know what you need and we're here to fix everything. That's just a farce. There's no way that anyone can do that without offending people and turning them off. What are some of the major problems that you discovered doing this, uh, using your approach? The problems are like complicating factors like I was speaking about earlier, and that has to do with, with any form of poverty. Mm-hmm. And like you said in the, as, as you began the segment, that, that children do not choose their parents, nor do they choose uh, the circumstances into which they're born. And when you, have, when you have kids that are growing up in dangerous areas, they grow up afraid, mm-hmm. uh, they grow up feeling like, they have, a, they have such a limited worldview that even in Los Angeles, one of the most amazing things to me in Los Angeles is that kid, kids living no more than 10 to 12 miles away from the Pacific Ocean had never seen the, the Pacific Ocean. Now I'm talking about kids as, as old as middle school, had never been to the beach. That's how limited and closed in a lot of these, these communities are. Um, when, you, when you live in poverty, um, there it, it adds a lot of of confusion. It adds a lot of things that are literally beyond the control of children, and in some cases they just kind of give up. They also internalize all of these factors based on fear and anger and a sense of isolation, which can result in loneliness, and they begin acting it out. It's, it's, it's part of the model that I have that, that, are, that addresses all these issues as well. And they start acting out in ways that try to help them feel better about themselves and also help them feel like they have some control over something in their lives, even if it means resorting to violence. But what about the responsibility of the parents of the of the children? You know, poverty is one thing, but you've got to want to improve yourself. You want to, you have to have the desire to succeed or else you'll remain what we call here in Canada, you know, welfare families, generation to generation to generation to generation. Somebody's got to break the cycle. Well, you're right. And, and in so many cases nowadays, the parents are not able to really take care of themselves, much less having children. And I'm not saying that all people that live in poverty represent these kinds of, these kinds of activities or, or involved in these kinds of activities or lifestyles, because not all of them are. There's some very good families that are doing the best they can Definitely. within low-income yeah. areas. But then you have other people that are acting out in so many ways. They're using drugs, drinking, you know, there's, there's violence, there's gang activity, there's domestic violence, there's abuse and neglect within the home. And a lot of, a lot of adults, it seems like, that have children 
are just simply finding more and more ways to please themselves than they are focused on on the issues of becoming and being well not becoming but being parents once they have children and because of that there's just a tremendous lack of sense of responsibility i think that's why kids nowadays are becoming more and more morally bankrupt they sit in t in front of the game devices and the tvs and just play video games that are primarily violence um, they promote all, all forms of violence, not only from war, but from gang activity to uh, prostitution to drugs. To it's just it's crazy what the kids are watching, and it sort of numbs them, I think, in a lot of ways to the to the realities of what violence really is and what it leads to. So, where does the solution lie? Does the solution lie with the with the uh, law enforcement officials, with the social, uh, with the social uh, officials, or does it lie within the educational field, or does it lie within other ranks and uh, ranks of government, or does it, or is it the entire scenario? It's everybody's problem, and and is it my imagination, or do people pass the buck when it comes to this? <laughs> well, the answer is yes. It is. It is everybody's problem. Um, and, but there are solutions, and what, what I think the thing that is the most alarming to me is that people have mindsets that they're not, in so many cases, depending on their profession, they're not really open to trying to, to expand their beliefs or much less expand their approaches and the way they, their, their perspectives in terms of the way they see these kids. And, and unfortunately, in a lot of publicly funded agencies, a lot of people are there just to get a paycheck and a pension. Yeah. And when it comes down to something like that, then that's extremely alarming because it means that they're there not because they're dedicated to their jobs and their service to these kids and families that they represent. They're just simply there for job security or to, you know, like I said, to, to receive a paycheck and, and their pension as they get older. You know, I, I remember talking to a child in, uh, who was homeless in Toronto. And I said, you know, and I was having a, a, a good conversation and, and it was so it was so sad because this child, child, I believe uh, the young lady was 18 or 19, had been on the streets for four years, hadn't seen her parents in three years, honestly believed that nobody cared whether she lived or died. And well, and that's probably true. That's certainly how she felt, I'm sure, because there's nothing worse than being alone in this world. And that's one of the most heartbreaking things that I have to deal with because a lot of children that we do work with, even through my practice here in Mobile, um, they are in foster care or their absent parents um, are forcing the children to be raised by grandparents and in some cases, great grandparents, which is alarming to me too, because we usually as parents, we're more effective when we're younger. (laughs) As I get older, I have five grandchildren. Um, and it's, I don't have the patience with my grandchildren that I had with their mother, my daughter. I only have one daughter, the five grandchildren. So I can tell, I look at the five grandchildren and think, how on earth could I possibly take over as parent if something happened to my daughter and my son-in-law? You know, so it, it, it scares me. And I see a lot of, of senior citizens, literally, that are trying to be everything to these kids. And there aren't many sources to support for those kinds of things. They're doing the best that they can, but they tend to be so outdated in terms of the way they see things and compared to the way children see things nowadays that there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of um, just absolute you know, tension between the two actually not even connected generations but extended generations that makes it hard for people to parent if you're older and raising grandchildren. I think one of the saddest statistics that I've heard is that there are more and more younger girls we all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. 
having babies in order to be loved. They'll even take the love of a child that they bear. And these are babies having babies. You're absolutely right. And that's one of the things I try to focus on as well, the sexual activity. And the, the heartbreak is that when you're a child having children, you, 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 you're pregnant with this idea that this is going to be like a little doll, exactly. you know, or like a little puppy or a little kitten that's going to be fun to play with and take care of. Until you have that child, there's no way to even begin to anticipate, you know, the responsibility that's going to come along with that with becoming a parent. And so because of that, one of the things that I promote, I have a program uh, that, I can, that I teach through uh, my books and have taught in schools and in different, different communities and clinics um, in California and now in Alabama, that we address these issues with teenagers to try to help them understand adult roles and responsibilities before they get pregnant. You know, the whole idea of abstinence, you know, I guess that's a good thing as long as people are willing to stick to that. But I think children need to be fully informed about what their options are if they do choose to become sexually active so that if they're going to have sex, they don't necessarily create a child in that process. That's one of the big problems with adults. A lot of people acting out sexually usually bring what I call bad gene soup to that mix. And if you're having sex with someone else who's acting out sexually and, and not being careful to, pre- to prevent pregnancy, I think that's one of the reasons we, we see more and more disorders in children, such as ADHD and autism and Asperger's, and anything that's genetically based is going to get passed right down to these kids, including more serious mental and emotional problems as well. If the powers to be said, all right, Dr. Roberts, starting tomorrow, you are responsible for turning this entire system around. You have the funding, you have the means, you have the authority. How would you handle that challenge? I also have the plan, believe it or not. I'm so glad you asked me that question because there, my program, Pro Kids Inc., is phase one of what I'm hoping will become a more comprehensive youth program and will probably end up being under a nonprofit name that I have that I call Liberating Youth Inc. It's not set up yet. It's set up on paper, but it's not active. Everything that we do from counseling, advocacy, redirection, and support services through my private practice under ProKids will become part of Liberating Youth. But Liberating Youth will include um, an adult educational program for kids that have dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. We will work collaboratively with everyone we can in the communities. We will set up on-the-job training as part of their experience of being part of this program. We'll get them help them get an education with at least a GED or a diploma. They will leave this program in six to eight to twelve months, whatever it takes, you know, in order to. But they'll leave with job skills, things that they've actually learned to do. The jobs that we would have them working with but will hopefully be based primarily in technology within generating funding for the center. So all this is all written. I've proposed grants or, 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 or um, sought after grants through proposals in order to try to get this up and running. It hasn't happened yet, but it's all in place. And there's no doubt in my mind, based on the experiences that I've had uh, working with kids and even with the Job Corps model here in the United States, that this program would work, but it would have to be comprehensive and it would be long-term. There are no short-term quick fixes and it takes every agency working together, doing our individual parts in order to work collectively, collaboratively, in order to benefit the kids that we seek to serve. You and I have to take our final break, Doctor, but the way I see it is if we could pour billions of dollars into the auto industry, if we can pour billions of dollars into the insurance industry, if we can pour billions of dollars into the banking industry, because to me that's all a bank is, is another industry, why not take that money and better invest it into the future of the country by investing it into the kids of today? One of the problems is that there's no reason to, no, no incentive to do that because once you fix the problems with the kids, then a lot of people who work with these children would be unemployed. And I'm not making that up. That's one of the most heartbreaking things that I deal with on a regular basis because they, they literally laugh behind the scenes about these kids representing job security for them. So there's not much incentive. They even set up programs. Stand by, doctor. We've got to take our break. Dr. Roberts and I will be back on the other side of this two minute, uh, this break. Don't go away. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. 
Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown, just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Linger on the sidewalk where the neon signs are pretty. How can you lose the light so much brighter? You know, I, I'm so glad that you came on the show tonight, uh, Dr. Roberts, because I believe that it takes people like you, sir, who have the 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 training you have the desire you have the heart and you have the interest of the child and a plan a plan to make things change and and you know what we were talking briefly uh, during the commercial break and you know if these if there are people out there who want to keep the things the way they are because they have a job and they have job security they don't give a damn about the kids they shouldn't have that job in the first place and if you are successful which i have no doubt you will be successful doctor and you make the changes and you help the children and these people are put out of jobs well retrain them for god's sake like this is not rocket science no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And the six successes that I saw, especially in California, see, I'm not even allowed to work with the juvenile justice system here in Mobile, Alabama, because they know that I know what's going on. And because I'm not one of them, literally, even within the educational system, they're afraid of what I know. They're afraid to let me in behind their doors. All it would be is a matter of them cleaning up their own acts so that we could all work together with me as a psychologist doing my job, the social workers doing their jobs, law enforcement and educators doing their jobs, but all working collaboratively for all of this. I saw that work in California just with what I was doing with counseling. I've been hired by Riverside County Department of our, our um, excuse me, defense, um, what am I trying to say, defense attorneys, their defense uh, system out there that they've, they've hired me as an expert and as a consultant on two capital murder cases, one of which is a former client of mine. And what we're going to do during these two trials that are coming up sometime in the summer is that we're going to try to present these children. They were kids that, at the time they committed their crimes. They're now 23. They've been housed for five years without going to trial, primarily because under the Patriot Act, as, as, as gang members, they're listed as domestic terrorists. These kids now look like adults rather than the 17, 18-year-old kids that they were when they committed their crimes. But we're going to use that, my, my model as a way of trying to convince these juries 
that these children have to be held accountable for anything that they've done wrong. But at the same time, if we had been there for them as the adults, the caseworkers, the teachers, everyone that, that needed that, that they needed, um, if we'd been there for them, they would not probably have made those decisions that they made. That ended up, at the very least, they're going to do life in prison, but we're trying to keep them from being executed. That's what it comes down to if this doesn't happen. We also ta- we have to take responsibility as a society that we have dropped the ball and we need to, first of all, say, you know what, we screwed up. Number two, how are we going to fix our mistakes? And number three, how are we going to try our very best to make sure that in the future it's not going to happen again? How come I am I seeing things too simplistically, or is it really this simple? No, I think because so many times in society, classes of people, and there literally are classes in society, they're separated. And as long as as people in the middle and upper classes are not bothered by these circumstances, they don't care about them. And that's where the mistake is. Until we learn to see each other as being interconnected, then none of this will ever change. I'm not a religious person, but I'm a very spiritual person. And so much of what I believe right. is based on my own sense of spirituality and the fact that we all are in the interconnected and the need for an evolution revolution relative to Doctor, humanity and the souls of people. Doctor, I hate to do this, but we've run out of time for tonight. I'd love to have you back on the future so we can talk about this. I'd love to talk about your plan in detail. And once again, sir, thank you for the great work you're doing. Thank you very much for having me. It's my great pleasure. www.prokidsinc.org and www.davidlrobertsphd.org. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.